Welcome, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Mortgage Guru Podcast. Today, we'll be talking not so much about mortgages, but definitely some things related to the finance world and the real estate world. But I wanted to discuss one of my favorite topics, which is disruption, consolidation, and the evolution of technology. So when you hear the word disruption, some of the things that come to mind, I think the primary examples are technology and services like Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, um, Amazon. So to give a little more clear example, let's look at uh, Uber, you know, how Uber came in and they kind of completely disruptive, excuse me, completely disrupted and changed the landscape of the um, commuter taxi service. Taxis, the yellow old yellow cab service doesn't exist anymore. You've got all these independent contractors that, that drive Uber. Um, what I think is really interesting and I'll talk about later is although Uber and Lyft uh, came into the game and disrupted the taxi service, I think both of these companies are also ripe for a type of disruption in their own space. I don't know if uh, either one of these I don't think both will, but I don't know if either one of these will be in existence in the near future. Near future is kind of vague, but timeline, who the heck knows, maybe in another decade. Anyways, let's um, let's get into this. So talking disruption, talking consolidation, why this is such a favorite topic of, of mine lately is because I think the real estate space, the real estate industry, all the services connected in a real estate transaction from the real estate salesperson being the realtor, the real estate agent, to the lending side, the loan officers, the mortgage consultant, to all the little bits and pieces in between, the escrow officer, the title people, all of those aspects of a real estate transaction are grossly overpaid. Um, the value provided is... Um, as we go along, becoming more and more um, unnecessary in terms of who's doing it, who's involved in it. Um, and, and so I think it's important that people in the real estate space are paying attention to this. And unfortunately, I think the majority of real estate agents, mortgage loan officers have no clue that this is happening or are not taking it seriously. But I don't think in call it post-crisis, you know, we're, we're getting very close to recession here. Who's going to get washed out? What industries are going to get washed out when we have um, a notable and painful economic correction is anybody's guess, but I think real estate always kind of gets caught in that landslide. And when we come out on the other side of that recession, I don't think you're going to see a bounce back in terms of the number of people in the industry. So normally you have a recession like we did with the housing crisis in 2008. And I, you know, half of the people who are real estate agents, half the people who are loan officers um, got swept out of the industry either for legal reasons or because it was just too competitive. There was no real need. You've seen a lot of people come back into the business in, in large numbers. But really, are you providing a special type of value? And be honest with yourself. I really try to bring attention to this. I'm not, I'm not trying to take any cheap shots at anybody, but what value are you providing as a real estate agent? Be honest. Um, driving people around to look at houses, scheduling open houses. Um, is that something that you're really needed for? Um, you know, the good old lockbox seems to do just fine. As far as providing comps and anything that's data related, 
Well, all of that information is more or less public. This is why websites like Zillow and Redfin are as large as they are and why they're slowly creeping in to your space. I, I think in the future, your um, typical real estate agent is going to be a salaried position. There'll be no commission. The commissions are going to get squeezed down to nothing. And the space or room for the top producing real estate agent who's charging these large commissions, I just don't think is going to exist. I think there'll be a few um, that will, in some form or another, be able to justify higher fees or, or commissions. I don't think it'll be anywhere near what you typically see now, 3%. But I think those select few will have identified some form of USP, unique selling proposition, or some unique value add that can't be uh, as simple as just you know, uh, providing comps or, or um, data and what properties are for sale. And that's all going to become automatable. I mean, for the most part, it is. And the technology is moving very, very quickly in that area where from a transactional standpoint, from a contract standpoint, from negotiating those types of things, that's all going to be automated. AI is going to handle that and you're not going to have any real place or purpose in the marketplace. Um, the only purpose or place is if you're going to be able to really create a unique value, um, be able to create in some form or another uh, a type of arbitrage. Are you going to be able to really through your unique talents, discover some sort of uh, price discrepancy or huge gap in, 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 in regards to what a property um, is being sold for versus what it's being listed. I think that technology is going to do a wonderful job of squeezing down that gap. Um, but as, as I was saying here, so you're, you're seeing this consolidation uh, across the board and you're seeing this uh, disruption across the board and, and just about every business, just about every service-based business. Just this past week, all the major online stockbrokers like E-Trade, uh, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, they all made these uh, announcements where they're offering um, zero commission or zero, uh, zero fee trades on stocks and ETFs. So they're, again, squeezing everything down to the bare bone. If you're somebody who charges fees, if you're a stockbroker or someone who handles that side of things in the equities-based business, um, in the financial management business, how are you competing? What is your value at? What's your argument for having a purpose in the space when so much of, of the industry has gone to these electronic brokers and now it's gotten to the point where basically you can you can leverage these services um, and not even pay a fee on your trades. So how do you compete in that space? I don't know. And that's the same thing I think you're going to start to see in the real estate space. And it may sound like I'm picking on real estate agents, but the loan officers, it's, it's the same thing. Again, what if all you're doing is selling the rate of the day, and, and let's be clear here, 99% of all mortgages fit into some form of an agency footprint, agency meaning the Fannie Mae, the Freddie Mac, um, the mortgage-backed security agency, cookie cutter footprint, you know, your conventional loan, your conforming loan, you fit a certain box, you tick a certain box, um, and you can get a loan. Why do we need a human being checking those boxes? We already run the, pretty much all mortgage loans run, get ran through a uh, automated underwriting platform. And that automated underwriting platform 
is doing all the the work anyway. All, all we really do from a transactional standpoint is collect a bunch of documentation. Underwriting it does have more of the, the the manual aspect to it to double check, make sure the documents are good, and and so you know. Underwriters are the ones that probably have a bit more job security for the time being, but anyone who's who's sitting there trying to negotiate or sell interest rate or sell a loan, I think you're still able to claim a place in the in the in the marketplace simply because consumers, the average retail person, the average um, the average Joe, if you will, still doesn't realize that. The mortgage market's just one big commoditized machine. They still are, are unaware of the fact that everybody sells their loans to the same marketplace at the same price. So why the heck are you going to your local bank to get a mortgage when you can go online and do all this push button type of stuff? There are those outlying scenarios where it's a little more difficult because of one criteria or another. I think that niche of, of the finance, real estate finance world will rise up um, sometimes referred to as hard money, non-QM, really just out of the box type of finance. But if you've got, you know, look at the majority of the loans that are being done, they fit into this agency footprint. What purpose do you serve when somebody can just go online, submit all the documentation, and basically have a computer approve them? And once you start to have things like blockchain, which is the whole cryptocurrency space, the technology that underlines those tokens, these digital ledgers, these immutable information uh, chains. Once that techno technology continues and as that technology continues to evolve, well, it's going to completely erase the need for you to be part of the process at all, right? And, and AI will get smart enough to be able to review documents, identify fraud, and all these different types of things. So the days are numbered for anybody who's in the real estate space. Don't let your ego get all stung hearing that. When I ask you to ask yourself, what value do you provide? I know you, you might feel like you're helping people find their, um, their dream home or whatever narrative you wanna tell yourself, but really from a transactional standpoint, be honest with yourself across the entire space you're going to see massive consolidation and you're going to see the extinction of a big part of the industry just like you saw uber come into the um, rideshare space and wipe out taxis technology is going to do the same thing you're going to have big data the big data companies like the zillows and the Redfins controlling the marketplace and you're going to have some of those top guys who today the top guys today probably won't be the top guys in the near future because they were maybe first to market, maybe they know a lot of people in the area, maybe they have different little marketing strategies or leveraging social media to get leads. They're going to die out too if they do not evolve and find a way to provide unique value in a world that's going to basically become automated. So this is everything's headed this direction. You're seeing it now um, across just about every industry. And interesting, interestingly enough, there was just an article last week um, talking about robo realtors. So this isn't just again me. I'm not trying to pick on anybody here. I'm just trying to draw attention to where we're headed. The writing's on the wall. It's already happening in under in other industries. You you can't sit there 
and pretend like it's not going to happen to you. It's not happening in the real estate space. So in this article on Friday, there is a company in Tennessee that has these robot uh, realtors where it's basically an iPad on a Segway and it takes you around the property, shows you around the house, um, and they've had um, pretty good success with this process. They've sold a number of homes in that marketplace and this is really just early phase stuff for this type of thing. But again, this is <laughs> this is just the writing on the wall. This is where everything is going. When you really step back and think about it, I, I'm going to Propose the same question, what is the value that you're providing in this transaction that cannot be replaced, that is unique, that is powerful, that's going to have people come to you because they can only come to you? Really think about that. What is it that you can do as this industry evolves that will help you survive so you don't go extinct like the dodo bird simply because right now your perceived value add for yourself is that you're doing X, Y, and Z or showing people homes or you know the area very well or maybe you think it's contract related or whatever the case may be, all of this is going to get consolidated, simplified, technology is going to take over, it already is. So this is, again, a warning, a reminder, or maybe a shout out to anybody who's in the services business, particularly in the real estate space, realtors, loan officers, Title and escrow, you're not going to exist. It's the whole thing with blockchain. It's gonna completely change how real estate is done. You don't need to do a title report when you have an immutable ledger where you can backtrack and see all transactions in history. You can have this secure title, far more secure and guaranteed, which is going to infect that entire insurance business, which is the title insurance business. So there's major, major disruption. You should be looking at opportunities in that space, in the crypto space, blockchain space. How is our industry, the real estate, real estate finance industry going to evolve with that technology and how can you take advantage of it? So a couple other things, hopefully that's sunk in. It's a bit of a rant. That's what I wanted to do with the show is give, my chance, give myself a chance to kind of just go off a bit on some of these topics. In other areas of disruption, mall vacancy rate hits an eight-year high amid record number of store closures. So very, very interesting stuff here. Retailers so far in 2019 have announced a com or completed a record 11,000-plus store closures, already exceeding the annual numbers of the past few years with projections that the figure could touch an all-time high of 12,000 by 2000 by the end of 2019. And in addition, since June 2015, retail chains have accumulated more than 45 billion in aggregate chapter 11 liabilities in connection with over 80 bankruptcy filings. This goes all the way back to 2015 with Quicksilver Sports Authority. You've got other companies like Payless, Toys R Us, which um, we all know what happened there. Um, Nine West, Claire's mattress firm, recently with uh, Sears and then Payless again. And um, I think you've got a few other companies that are basically sitting on the verge of uh, bankruptcy. So Amazon is just crushing, crushing, crushing the retail sector. And that's going to continue. So anybody who's who's not 
trying or thinking of a way to reinvent themselves, it's real easy when it's not your industry and you sit back and you can kind of say, well, duh, you know, didn't they see that coming? Didn't, didn't they see, you know, the truck coming to run them over? Well, here you are. Whatever industry you're in, really take a step back and think, what are some pain points for you in terms of what you do? Like, what are some things that, man, you really wish were simpler or easier to do or more automated? Start investing in, in finding a way to create the technology that provides that or invest in a company or learn more about companies that are creating that um, less frictioned process or service because if it's a pain point for you, it's a pain point for other people, it's a pain point for the customers and technology is, is going to move very quickly to replace that. And recession is one of the things that you know ultimately brings a lot of this change on because it, it liquidates and wipes out some of the dead weight and it allows the stronger players, so that's the purpose of a recession, to allow the stronger, healthier companies, uh, more efficient, more value add to come in and take over, um, acquire those customers, acquire the infrastructure and make it more useful and relevant to the world. Um, so some other interesting announcements related to you know, where we are in this economic cycle and the likelihood of recession on the horizon. We've had a number of layoffs from very prominent companies. For example, HP announced that they'd be cutting 7,000 to 9,000 jobs. WeWork, I don't really want to get into the whole WeWork thing because this is just a big joke and a, and a sham. But um, WeWork, they tried to do an IPO. It was originally valued at $47 billion. It quickly sunk under $10 billion valuation and really the company I don't know how it's valued at anything because it doesn't make any money. Then um, that kind of basically became clear to everybody. They yanked the IPO, they fired the CEO, and the, the two new co-CEOs announced that they'd be cutting 5,000 jobs. Um, Kroger, the grocery store, is also doing um, hundreds of layoffs. Sports Illustrated is basically going to cut their staff in half. Uber, which I'll get into here in a second, which I also just mentioned earlier, um, cut 435 jobs. Um, John Deere cut 150 workers. There's some steel companies. There's some asset management firms. There's some truck companies. There's some healthcare. Um, all kinds of big firms are doing major layoffs. But going back to Uber, and as I mentioned in the beginning, I can see, you know, what they did to to that rideshare space actually happening to themselves. Right, so the stock price um, on both Uber and Lyft are down 40%, 50% respectively, depending on uh, what day you look at. But for example, in the last close, um, Uber was down to $29 a share, um, having originally opened um, or at its high of 47. Lyft is just slaughter fest. Um, opening or it's 52-week high of $88, it, most recent close of $39, down over 50%. So these two industries, the tech, Larry Ellison, the owner of Oracle, um, was quoted saying recently that um, he doesn't see why these companies are worth anything. The technology is nothing special. It's it's not proprietary. Uh, again, what value add are they really providing? I think initially and, and even currently i mean it's a great service but i wouldn't be surprised if the, the technology basically becomes um part of 
you know, what's provided with, with the hardware. You know, like iPhone, or excuse me, Apple, or uh, Google comes out with their own service, just the same way GPS is kind of a, almost like a public technology. I could see these rideshare services basically becoming a, like a public utility. And they're, at that point, you no longer have the, the purpose of a private company it's really just leveraging a public utility. So is that going to happen? I don't know. Is that going to happen anytime soon? Probably not. But it just, again, you got to put things in context. It's like Uber is the household name, but doesn't mean the household name is going to be there next year. If you're not taking a moment to step back and really ask those important questions, what's the value add? And and this is, again, really the point of this this podcast and, and specifically for people in the real estate industry, what is your value add. I don't care what you think it is, really be honest, take a step outside of yourself and say, hey, am I doing something that cannot be replicated? Am I, am I at the best, am I the best in the game? And even if you're the best at the game, is it, is it, is it a service that can't just be outsourced or replicated through technology? Really start thinking about how you can reinvent yourself in your space to create longevity, to create that unique selling proposition, and to separate yourself from the bits and pieces of your particular industry, take for example, real estate, that are just gonna get absorbed and consolidated into a few big companies, most likely data companies, tech companies, that are gonna be able to streamline a big portion of this process. If you're gonna get, if you end up getting sucked up and, and wiped out in that, then uh, I don't feel sorry for you because we can see the train coming. You got to take action now and start really asking yourself how you can position yourself to survive this consolidation in the real estate space. Because when the next correction comes and it is coming, you're you're going to have a huge wipeout in, in terms of the numbers, and the industry is not going to come back the same. That weak point in the industry is when these bigger dominant players with deep deep capital are going to come in and take over more market share. And I also think you're going to have a much less favorable sentiment towards housing and, and owning real estate. It's going to be a much trickier um, sell, if you will, to get people to buy into real estate, I think, after the next recession. So that you're not going to have the same demand. I think you'll, you'll as a salesperson or someone who provides some sort of service in the real estate space, you'll be looked down upon you'll you'll kind of be um you know the the black sheep of the services business you'll be blamed um for for some of the pain and and how didn't you you know know that this was coming and you know property values would fall which i think is a very legitimate question if you're someone who's out there just um saying the same broker record thing if you just buy real estate and wait i think you're going to lose massive credibility in addition to being wiped out whether or not you provide, uh, based on whether or not you provide an actual legitimate um, value to the marketplace. So I hopefully I've beat that that horse to death. I think it's something that um, you really, really need to think about, think about hard. It's something I'm doing with my company in the real estate space um, as a, a CEO of a direct mortgage lender, um, as a private capital financier. These are things that um, we're putting a lot of focus and attention on right now because I think the change is coming. The change is going to come quick, and we want to be doing something that truly is unique and of value instead of just being a cog in a wheel 
that is going to be replaced when things become massively automated. So that's it for this episode, guys. Um, tune in. Hmm. We'll see. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'll do another episode um, in the next couple of days. Otherwise, stay tuned. Usually once a week, I'll put one of these out. If you have any questions, let me know. Be sure to subscribe. You can go to mortgagegurupodcast.com uh, to see, excuse me, to, to basically find the links to all the different platforms that um, you can subscribe through, whether it be on Android and, and Google phones or iTunes, uh, Stitcher, all those things. However you subscribe to podcasts, go to mortgagegurupodcast.com and check that out there. We'll also have um, the this uh, auto recording posted there and some other information that you can access. I look forward to your feedback. Please share um, your thoughts, your input on this. And um, this is a topic for all of us in the real estate space, really any service-based industry to take very seriously. So thank you very much. And um, I think the sirens from the ambulance is a perfect exit because that's going to be all of us getting carted out to the hospital if we don't figure out a solution or determine a true value add to an industry that's going to be quickly and massively consolidated into just big automated services from big data tech companies. All right, talk to you soon. This is Mortgage Guru, John Katsmita, out.